What's going on, guys? This is Dexter Johnson, and you're listening to yet another episode of In the Weeds. And today, June 3rd, 2019, Apple kicked off their Worldwide Developers Conference with an excellent, excellent keynote. One of the best from them in WWDC that I've heard in years. It was great. It was impressive. And literally, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. So, guys, Without any ado, let's get into the updates. So starting us all off, Apple TV. So we got a preview. Well, we wanted to get a preview, but we got a look into what the Apple TV Plus service was going to look like. So they actually previewed for all mankind. And, you know, it's somewhat of a space exploration and astronaut movie. And honestly, it was just meh. There were a lot of different things that I saw coming in from it regarding on Twitter and some people seem to like it I thought that this preview was not impressive at all but in terms of the Apple TV device itself multi user support is coming to the Apple TV followed with easier interface and a much easier navigation it seems with media being front and center so you know how for example in netflix a lot of the times video starts to play automatically so that's similar here the media is going to be first moving on to apple watch taptic chimes on the hour so when the hour comes kind of like a cuckoo clock Either you'll get a chime if your sound is on or you get a slight little buzz to let you know, hey, a new hour is upon us. I think that's really cool. And just rambling off a list of features, audiobooks, cycle or period tracking, a calculator, voice memos. And we're also going to have it so that apps can run without a corresponding iPhone app and the app store is coming to the Apple Watch. Now, I think it's a good thing that you don't necessarily have to have the corresponding app on the iPhone. However, I'm curious as to how these apps are really going to look on the screen when you're looking at them in the app store. Like it does look clean from what I saw, but I have a feeling that if Apple users saw this on an Android Wear device, that people would literally lose their mind. They're like, oh, Wear OS is doing this. This is so hilarious. But Apple has a way of selling the story, of pitching the story, and people really do seem to love the features that are coming. So the App Store does not appear to be that bad. I'm just curious as to, as this thing grows and grows over time, how are users going to manage the cruft? How are users going to find what they want to find now moving on to ios and guys ios is always one of the most fun presentations it's always one of those presentations that really get people excited so of course they started off with some numbers so talking about the base installation talking about the latest version of ios compared to the latest version of android so check this out Android, 10%. iOS, 
85%. So this is <laughs> this is remarkable. And it's telling year over year is the same thing. The iOS users are simply number one, they're getting the updates, and number two, they're accepting and applying those updates. So lots and lots and lots of updates to iOS right around the corner. Anyone ask for iOS? Of course you did. So guys, lots and lots of updates. So first and foremost, quick path on the keyboard. What is quick path? It's swipe. And what's funny is that I'd like to know how many of you guys are still using the default keyboard on iOS. So if you don't remember a couple of years back, Apple introduced a feature in iOS which allowed you to swap out and add new keyboards. Now, of course, for privacy and security reasons, like anyone that knows Apple does, they default back to the Apple keyboard whenever you're entering sensitive information such as passwords. But for the most part, you can use your own third-party keyboard. I myself, I use Gboard, which has swipe built in, search built in and lots of extra functionality built in now moving on quick path like i said location bluetooth and wi-fi protections absolutely huge here so this is going to stop apps from either directly tracking your location or triangulating your exact location or your almost approximated location using bluetooth and or Wi-Fi by setting limits. So for example, you can allow something to have your location one time and then make it ask again. Really, really good and definitely something to get excited about. Next, sign in with Apple. This is something that I have wanted for so long because you have sign in with Facebook. I don't have a Facebook account. Then you have sign in with Google, which is pretty ubiquitous and I think it works very well. However, sign in with Apple, they're aiming this to compete with Google and Facebook because they want it to be anonymous. And of course, they do not want to track any of your information. Additionally, you somewhat choose, you get to choose the information that is going to whatever provider you're signing up for their service with. So for example, you can anonymize your email address and then you can actually forward it based off of your real email address so guys this is cool because right now i use a third party sort of masking service called blur in which i go in and i create these pseudo email addresses which forward to my real account so with sign in with apple it's going to do that automatically first off adding a layer of obfuscation and just creating and maintaining that privacy standpoint. Now, of course, we're going to have HomeKit coming in routers, which really begs the question, they didn't dive too deep into this, but I'm wondering if that router can actually serve as the HomeKit hub now versus like an iPad or HomePod or other items. Right now, I'm not a user of HomeKit because I think there are too many hurdles in which you have to jump through, but of course, this will be coming soon. Additionally, they're going to have HomeKit enabled cameras, 
which is going to work seamlessly with HomeKit and should provide an extra layer of privacy, privacy and security for the user. So now we're having updates to the Photos app with the streamlined, better editing tools, and it's going to be also having more editing tools for video. Next, a little, little snippets, these little snippets called message announcements with AirPods. So if you have your AirPods in and you get a notification from a popular messaging service, such as WeChat or of course iMessage, it's going to play right on your AirPods audio sharing, which essentially is going to be proximity. So you can share what you're listening to with someone else. Absolutely phenomenal. Now with this, I'm not sure if it requires AirPods, but it does look like you would need at least both of you need Apple Music. And of course, all in all, making iOS 13 faster with two times faster app loads, smaller app updates, and smaller download sizes overall. So pairing all of this together, it seems like iOS 13 is going to be one heck of an upgrade, and I'm really excited for it. Now, you heard me talking about all the things that happen on the iPhone, but of course, guys, I can't leave out the iPad because I'm an iPad user, but it's not running iOS anymore, guys. It is going to finally be running iPad OS. And as LeBron said, as LeBron James said when he won that first championship in Miami, it's about damn time. And it's about damn time. It is. So, guys, we're going to have widgets on the home screen. And these Widgets are going to be your same widgets that you can have that's over on your foremost panel on your phone. And then we're going to have more split view functionality. And finally, we're going to be able to have multiple instances of the same app. So what, what am I talking about here? What the heck am I talking about? So let's just say you have one note open. You have your notes app from Apple and you're typing away, but you're like, oh, well, I need to reference another app. So instead of exiting your note so you can reference that other note, you simply just open another instance of notes. I know. I know. Right. Just like on a what a computer, which is what Apple keeps pushing the iPad as they're saying the iPad is a computer It's a computer replacement. Now, first and foremost, let me let you guys know Apple's iPad is a computer. It is a mobile computer. It is a tablet computer. It is a computer nonetheless. So we need to pay the iPad the respect that it deserves. However, with the price and with some of the limitations, they need to keep doing things like this. And when you can do multiple instances of the same app and being able to reference different things because it's all there, it's all on the operating system, it's all on the file system, you should be able to do this. Same goes with email. You can have one instance of email up, open up another instance, bam, you are cooking, bam, you are rolling iPad OS, lots of little updates, but I'm really happy that Apple is separating the two. iOS on your phone should not be exactly the same on the iPad because the iPad 
the screen is freaking huge. So guys, this is something that was really needed and I am really, really, really excited about it. And then summing this all up, Mac Pro. So I'm sure that you guys might have heard about the trash cam Mac Pro and how they kind of engineered themselves into a thermal limit because it's small. It looked like a trash can. It looked really cool, but it got too hot and people really couldn't expand on it the way that they wanted to. Because if you're you're charging five thousand bucks for this thing and developers and professionals need power, they need to be able to swap parts in and out. But they couldn't. So now the new Mac Pro is an absolute modular monster. Oh my goodness. This thing looks phenomenal. It's accessible from 360 degrees. You can just slide the top portion off and there you go. You're sliding. You're putting in new things. You're sliding it back in. You're putting the top back on and you're boom back in your workflow. We're going to have rack mounting is going to be optional. This thing is going to start at $5,999 or $6,000. And one of the things that really behooves me is that it's not the most athletically aesthetically pleasing so it has holes everywhere and for me it kind of triggers trypophobia it's just too many holes and the thing is is that the holes allow for better airflow and venting to cool the thing but to me it just does not look that great same thing goes for their new 6k monitor which is their pro display xdr and xdr stands for extreme dynamic range this monitor starts off at 49.99 or 5000 bucks the stand which actually rotates and quote unquote gives you portrait mode the stand is a thousand bucks so but overall the performance that you're going to be able to eke out of this thing. Like the guy on the stage that was that was getting everything together, he had logic open. And I want to believe that he had. It was either 300 or a thousand. I know this this is a huge variance, but the most amount of tracks that you can have in logic with orchestra music it was going and the machine was handling it like a complete champion. So guys, creators are extremely excited for this thing and they should be. And if you're a creator, you should be excited as heck because finally the pro actually makes sense in the name. When you buy a machine for $6,000 and let's just be honest, guys, you're not going to buy the low end model. You're probably going to spend twelve or fifteen thousand dollars on this guy, and once it's all said and done, you have every right to be able to add more RAM, add a different graphics card, expand this slot, expand that slot because you purchased it, and as a professional, your needs change over time, and you demand more and more and more out of your system. So, guys, WWDC. 2019 is off to a great start. Like I said, I was on the edge of my seat this entire time. They started off slow with Apple TV because like I just going back, some of the pre the preview that they show simply was not the best. But going from Apple Watch 
to iOS to iPadOS to the Mac Pro. It was they were just hitting you left and right, and the, they set this up on purpose, guys. This, this is what Apple does, and I am really, really blown away for the future of the software in Apple land. So guys, there it is. I'm going to write up something brief on Dex John's PC, basically giving a little bit of deeper analysis, just talking about, about iOS and iPad OS, because those are the two platforms that I use the most. But guys, if you want to hear more, definitely tweet me at Dexter underscore Johnson. Be sure to follow, share the podcast with a friend. And until next time, I'll holler at you.